views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have you joining us here. We are so thrilled to be talking with Deb Stetzer today, live coach and radio. You know, we took on, in our previous conversation, we took on a topic about narcissistic supply, uh, well, narcissism, uh, narcissistic personality disorder. You know, today, uh, Deb Stetzer is coming back, you know, as somebody that works with people all over the world to talk about what's the other end of it. You know, what is this idea of supply? Um, I want to say that uh, for those of you out there um, that listen to us all the time, thank you for completing the survey. We really appreciated that you all did that. Um, And, you know, we've got something very special planned for you at the half hour. Uh, Many of you have heard me talk about Dr. Wayne Dyer before and talk about how open he was when I started this 13 years ago. And the world that we live in today in doing this kind of broadcasting, especially with us launching TransformationRadio.fm, has changed drastically in 13 years. There's a couple things I would love to share with you guys because we're going to be asking you for help. And, you know, help in not only continuing with the Dr. Pat show and making sure we can continue with the show, but also continuing with Transformation Talk Radio and TransformationRadio.fm. You know, back in the day when, you know, there was a handful of us that decided to do positive talk, the way that that happened and even happening today was about you know, coming out in the world and buying your airtime. Dr. Wayne Dyer was one of these folks unconditionally said yes to us. A colleague and a friend, he will be missed. And so on the half hour, you can expect to hear a very special show with I, that, that he and I did years ago. Um, as I was talking uh, uh, with Linda about preparing for this, You know, we literally went back in time to think about, you know, what it means to dream it and live it. That's what Deb Stetzer does. Today, she's taking on a topic, the flip side of the coin, which is narcissistic supply. You know, one of the things I want to say to everybody is, what is narcissistic supply? And here's what I want to say about it. You know, for the most part, when we're out in the world, you know, we're looking at our lives, And we get caught up in relationships 
that not only do they not fuel our souls, but not fuel our lives, but they, they, they become relationships that are abusive. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about love, although when we talk about being in abusive relationships, we talk about love. But I will tell you that that is not the case anymore. You know, there is so much going on in the world at any age, it doesn't matter what age, where we're looking at relationships in the world. How about our children, for example, that are out in the world and going to school? You know, bullying by any other name, you know, is under the umbrella of, you know, what it means to be in this all or nothing, it's all about me venue. And, you know, does it fall under narcissistic personality disorder? I don't know. So let's take a short break, Sarah, if we could. And when we come back, Deb Stetzer will be joining us. The Women of Wisdom Fall Harvest Festival is coming up right around the corner on October 24th from 10.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. with free admission located at the North Seattle Community College in the Conference Center. Festivities include a silent auction, healers, educational booths, delicious food, and a variety of vendors. You won't want to miss this fun-filled event. For more information, visit womenofwisdom.org, and we'll see you there. Enlightening, humorous, and compassionate. Listen live to The Kelly Ballard Show, insight and inspiration from the great beyond. Kelly is a fourth-generation medium and intuitive who covers topics ranging from grief, spirit guides, and listening to your intuition. Kelly can help you get answers and guidance from the other side with a little bit of humor and a lot of healing. Tune in to The Kelly Ballard Show, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to thread your life with intuition? Intuit Apparel can help you do just that. This is not just about a piece of clothing. This is about a movement, an awakening, and staying centered in life. Your life. Intuitive and host of the radio show, Get Into It, Lynn Brown, was given this image with the intention of a clothing line designed to represent the essence of life itself. Visit IntuitApparel.com now and wear your intuition with pride. We Carry the Light with host Dr. Susan Allison is the show that inspires you to find the light within and shine your light in the world. You'll hear from guests who model how to be the highest, brightest, most evolved, fulfilled, and conscious humans possible. Tune in each Thursday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com and let Dr. Susan help you discover that you carry the unique light that only you can shine. In retirement, will you have enough money to live life on your terms? Everyone has retirement questions, so ask Prize Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor, today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA and SIPC.
Hey, hey, everybody. I hope we got this now. Thank you all for being so patient. Deb Stetzer is here, as I said before. We're talking about supply, narcissistic supply. Deb, welcome to the show. What is narcissistic supply, and why does a narcissist need it? Hi, Pat. Thanks so much for having me back. It's great to be here. Well, narcissistic supply is what our narcissistic friends need to survive. It's it's part and parcel to their fragile egos, and it's like oxygen to them. Mm. And if they don't have it, they don't function quite well. So I wanted to talk about what kind of people make the best supply and what kind of relationships create supply. And basically, any kind of relationship that a narcissist is in is giving that person supply. Mm. So if they're in... um a committed, like a romantic relationship, they're getting some sort of supply out of it. If they're in a friendship relationship, they're getting supply out of it. And so can you define supply for us so people have a sense of what that means? Well, I call, I like to talk about supply as the three A's, and that's attention, adoration, and adulation. And if you're giving this to a narcissist, this is what this is what makes them tick. Regular relationships are reciprocal. You don't have to be giving one of the persons in the relationship attention and adoration all the time. It's a give and take. Mm-hmm. In a narcissistic relationship, they're not really interested in what's going on in in the other person's life. They just are interested in what the other person thinks about them and can do for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we think about this, you, you know, what does it mean? I mean, how long does this, you know, give and take, well, actually it's take and take, it's, it's, yeah, how long does this supply, you know, last in relationships and what happens when and if a narcissist gets bored? As long as you're willing to give the supply and you're willing to be in, you know, adoration and admiring them and complimenting them and paying attention to them, you're in like Flint. You're going to be their friend for life or their spouse for life. If you start waning and giving them that attention, they're going to start looking elsewhere for it. And I want to kind of emphasize that they don't get this supply from just one person. They'll get it from as many people as they know. As many people that will give it to them, they'll take it from them. Wow. So when, when we did our other show, we talked about the three phases of the relationship. And the beginning phase is when they idealize a new friend or a new um, love interest, and they pay all kinds of attention to you. Once they hook you, that's the the phase of the relationship where they start devaluing you. So that's going to be the confusing part when you're giving them the attention, and all of a sudden it doesn't seem to matter too much. Somebody else comes along and gives them attention that they appreciate more or is more meaningful to them, they're going to start letting you go. Mm. How widespread is this, um, would you say? I'm sorry? How how widespread is this? The narcissism? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, probably more than we even realize. I don't have any set statistics on it because... uh, 
finding out if you're a narcissist, you're with a narcissist depends mostly on you seeing what's going on in the relationship because they don't they don't admit that they're narcissists because they don't think there's anything wrong with them. Wow. Wow. You know, Deb, I mean, but when this they is... deal with their narcissistic mm-hmm. supply, the supply mm-hmm. relationships are interchangeable. Every relationship that a narcissist has is dispensable. If it's mm-hmm. not giving the narcissist what they need, they'll just let it go and find something else that gives it to them better. Wow. Is there is there a special way, Deb, to really detect if the relationship is supply, how how do people that are caught in the middle of this dynamic, how do they pinpoint this? Can you give us some examples? Because, you know, most of the time we hear about this and we think the most horrific deal, right? So we think of Jeffrey Dahmer, for example, you know, or, or Charles Manson or, you know, people like that. But in the everyday world we live in, we're not necessarily talking, you know, psychopaths per se. You know, we're talking more in the arena of, you know, some some level of social pathology. And and these folks can be really hard to detect. So how do I know if I'm caught smack dab in the middle of something like that? Well, that's a good question, Pat. And and again, there's you know there's no outward appearance. There's no outward sign. You know, they're not walking around with a sign saying I'm a narcissist. <laughs> right. So I think I, I think I think a good indicator is your gut feeling that something is not right when it gets to be a relationship that doesn't feel good or if something just feels off, you may not even be able to put a finger on what it is. Mm-hmm. I've, what I've found with a lot of these narcissists, and I'm not talking, when we talk about narcissists, we're not talking about people that just like to look at themselves in the mirror a lot or, you know, are kind of show-offs or high opinions of themselves. We're talking about narcissistic personality disorder, the disorder, which is chronic behavior of narcissism. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there is a fundamental difference for people to know. Right, right, right. And I notice a lot of the narcissists that have this disorder will, they always seem to have a sad story to tell or something going wrong in their life or somebody treating them horribly. And it can even be pretty unbelievable stuff. You know, you'd sit there and go, wow, you poor thing. But they (laughs) keep it just this side of plausible, not something so outrageous that you'd sit there and go, that's not right. And it's pathological lying that they do to get mm. people to feel sorry for them and pay attention to them and start giving them that supply. So when they get that attention and that sympathy, the adoration or whatever else they're getting, that's the supply. Mm. So, you know, this you is, know, I mean, you work with people about this. I mean, you're, you know, you're a coach that helps people, first of all, understand it and then move away from it. As a matter of fact, you know, you created an ebook on narcissistic abuse and made that available on your website, on your media page. And I just want to let people know, if you go to Deb's website, mylifecoach.us, um, you're going to be able to find a media page there. And you've given or have made available for people, Deb, you know, the, you know, the ebook to help people kind of figure this out or at least get some mm-hmm. kind of information about it um so Mm -hmm. you know can you tell us a little bit about you know um fabrications that you know might happen in just as what you're talking about now 
you know, what are some of the stories that we get told? And, you know, how bizarro can some of these be? <laughs> oh, they, the, you know, the stories can be anything, and it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be anything close to the truth. Whatever they can make up that they'll get them sympathy and and some of this stuff can be pretty outrageous. Mm. It doesn't even have to be factual. It can be just anything they pull out that'll make them sound victim. They like to be victims. Mm. They like people to feel sorry for them. They like to be the underdog. So yeah. they like people to look at them and think of how much they've had to overcome. Like I've known one that talked about this horrendous abuse that was suffered during childhood. Oh. And, and, of course, you're going to feel sorry for somebody that has, you know, a mother who plays mind games and a father who's brutally assaultive of, a, you know, a seven-year-old kid. And that's how the life goes. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but was yeah, that I the mean, truth? Who knows? Well, we don't know. But clearly we're talking about a, a disorder that clearly has some woundedness behind it. And, you know, isn't this really the trick with all of this, right? I mean, you know, for those that are the suppliers, and there's a term that goes with people, you know, it's a term that got used a lot in the 60s, and then it sort of faded away, and it's the term codependent. You know, as a matter of fact, you know, you've got 12-step programs out there, and it gets to be a little tricky, um, you know, to actually look at how we're showing up in life. I don't like the labels, but, you know, in our world, labels are what are helpful. Isn't it the behavior to be aware of, though, right? You know, here you are in this dance, you know, somebody that's codependent with somebody that has narcissistic personality disorder. And I I had a psychology friend of mine said, that is a match made in heaven. What would you say Mm. to that? Or, or, yeah. (laughs) Match made in hell to me, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that they're, the narcissists are really good at seeking out caregiving types, mm. selfless caregivers that, you know, are not in it for themselves, that enjoy taking mm-hmm. care of people and probably define themselves by being mm-hmm. good friends, good spouses, caring, selfless, loving people. Mm. A narcissist will eat that up because that's just what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody to take care of them and make their life what they feel their life is supposed to be. It's somebody mm-hmm. else's responsibility to make them happy and make their life good. So what advice would you give to people listening to, I know we're going to be talking about this more, but what advice would you give to people that are listening to the show now? Because I'd love for them to have something to take away. Uh, what do you have on your website and how do you work with folks to help them? at least peel the layers back to see what is going on. Well, I think the first thing that people listening, if this is resonating with them, gives give serious thought to the fact that it's not you that's creating the problems in the relationship. Of course, every relationship, it takes two, right? Mm. It takes two to make the relationship work or not work. But if you have tried everything you can think of and nothing seems to fix what's wrong, and any of this resonates and you're feeling like, hmm, this kind of sounds like what's going on in my relationship, then you might want to get a coach or a psychologist even to talk to about it and see if that's a possibility of what's actually going on in your relationship. Mm. And if it turns out that that's what it is, 
it takes a lot to understand narcissistic personality disorder. It's not, you know, it's not like a broken leg where, well, okay, you know, this is what happened. You fell off the curb and you broke your leg and in six weeks it's going to be fixed. It takes Mm -hmm. a lot to understand it, a lot to absorb it, a lot to accept it. I love that you shared that because I will tell you this, psychologists, psychologists, psychiatrists don't know how to make sense of it, number one, and they do not agree. You know, in the world of psychology, um, out of all of the many disorders and the pathologies that that are labeled in these huge volumes, right, you know, mm-hmm. huge volumes of diagnosis in that world, this is the one arena where a psychologist, you know, some psychologists actually believe that this is a pathology that cannot be addressed. I mean, isn't it interesting to be so split, you know, in a world around a disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, where the experts in the field are saying, you know what, I don't even work in this arena with my degree. This is not something that I do. However... We do work, or, you know, you, in fact, work with people that are stuck in these relationships to help them get out. Can you give us a couple of tips for people? And even though I know this, Deb, this is not a show where we're giving people advice, but what have you learned about how to sever that relationship? The the, the thing that really works is going no contact once you're sure that this is what you're dealing with. You Mm. can't have any contact with somebody with narcissistic personality disorder because they're going to keep playing that game. And it is. It's a game. It's a mind game that they play, drawing you back in and, you know, they're sorry and they want things to work or they want to continue their friendship or whatever they use. But they're experts at doing that, at pulling you back into it. Mm-hmm. And once you're pulled back in, the whole thing, it's a cycle. It's just a repetitive cycle. It's the same thing over and over again. The only mm-hmm. way to stop it is you have to not fall victim to their, I'm going to call it sweet talking. It's not sweet talking, but it's, uh, you know. I get mean, it. Oh, I just get it. Sweet talking makes sense. Yeah. You have to just sever the ties. That's the only way you can do it. There is no mm-hmm. way that you can get past or get out of a relationship, whether it's a marriage or a boyfriend-girlfriend kind of thing or just friends, you know, abusive kind of using friends. You just have to cut it off, and that's hard to do. Yeah, and I just want to make, yeah, yeah, I mean, I want to make this clear for people because I know we only have a couple of minutes left. You know, they can find out a lot by going to your website and downloading the ebook too. Can you talk about that ebook for a minute? And then also, please let folks know how they can get a hold of you so that they can at least do a consult with you to find out if this is what's going on with them. Okay, as I, you know, as I, we do these radio shows, I put up books, you know, relative to the topic that we're talking about of the day. And as you said, you know, for our last show, I had put up about four books on the phases of the relationships and uh, how to reclaim your life. And these are just brief books. I mean, these are just kind of to give listeners an idea of maybe this is what they're dealing with. It'll kind of yeah. give you, you know, a light bulb over your head if that's what's going on. Um, this week, I put up a, a shorty book about what is narcissistic supply and there's a few examples of a narcissist in there that has different kinds of relationships and, and how that relation, those relationships are conducted. So um, if your listeners are reading, you know, read these books and want to get hold of me, I do offer a first 
session free, no charge. We just talk about nice. things and kind of find out where they are in their life. And if they want to continue, we can certainly put together a, you know, a coaching plan for them. And uh, they can get hold of me at my website, www.mylifecoach.us. And there's all the information they need on there. The media page, my radio page has uh, my e-books on it to coincide with these radio broadcasts. And they can call me or email me. And so what's your phone number and what's your email? My phone number is 800-460-9788. And my email address is lifecoachingbydeb at gmail.com. Well, Deb, thank you for today. We're going to bring you back because, you know, we pretty much, you know, only covered about half of what uh, we wanted to cover. So we're going to bring you back for part two uh, rather quickly, actually. Um, I wanted to ask you this last question. I know that this is a topic near and dear to your heart and definitely near and dear to my heart. Uh, (laughs) I can laugh about it now. You know what I'm saying? But it's not a Mm -hmm. laughing matter when you're in the middle of it. I can laugh about it now, you know. Uh, but it's not a laughing matter in the middle of it. I'd love to ask you what your personal message is. Please tell us, and thank you for taking this on. Because as I said before, Deb, my colleagues in the world of psychology, they don't touch this with a hot, you know, I'm telling you, it is like a hot potato. But thank you for being of service for so many. What's your personal oh, message? Oh, thank you, Dr. Pound. Hmm? Never been one to walk away from a challenge. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> What's your personal message for everybody today? My personal message is you can move beyond this. You can go so much farther than you believe when you're stuck in the middle of a narcissistic relationship. And once you get out of it, it is so freeing to finally be your own person. I can't can't even explain it adequately how freeing it is to get out of this kind of relationship. But there is life after narcissism. I love that. Thank you so much. Deb Stetzer, everybody. We're going to take a short break. Coming up, Wayne Dyer. 